Welcome to MotivationAddict.com with Julie Salon. This is where you will find inspiring stories on how to motivate yourself and gain momentum towards success, turning fear into confidence, and how to find divine flow, allowing you to crush your goals. Thank you for being here. And now, let's tune in to today's show. Welcome, everyone, to Motivation Addict. On this episode, I have Sonia Trejo that I'll be talking to. She is amazing. Um, Sonia is a health and wellness coach, a patient advocate, a speaker, an author, and a founder of the Alchemy of Hope and Healing. And the reason why I love talking with Sonia, because in 1995, she was diagnosed with MS And several doctors actually told her that she would statistically be in a wheelchair within 10 years. And she gave up everything that she loved. She was doing martial arts. She was doing hot yoga, every form of exercise except for walking. She almost gave up on. Um, She heard, I will be in a wheelchair and I will be blind. And she kind of felt like all her hopes and dreams just went kaput on her. And she was completely blindsided. Uh, She has since then, for the last 13 years, she's been helping people struggling with chronic illnesses learn how to get on the path to hope and healing. And 20 years later, the closest thing to a wheelchair with her is her two wheels on her bicycle. She's an amazing person. Um, We have a wonderful time chatting together, and I think you're going to get some real valid information on how to heal yourself, how to take the information that doctors give us and Take it with a grain of salt and feel yourself. So I can't wait for you to hear this interview with Sonia. Um, Let's get to it. You're going to love it. Sonia Trejo, talk to you soon. Love this interview. So hi, everyone. Julie Salam from Motivation Addict. I'm so happy that you're here today. I have an amazing guest. Amazing guest. I met Sonia Trejo. She was at the New Media Summit with me, and we connected right away. She has wonderful energy. She's got a bunch of transformations that we can talk about. So welcome, Sonia. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited that you're here today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here with you. This is going to be fun. (laughs) So Sonia's had, she was actually, and if I look down, I'm just looking at some notes that I have. She was an award-winning fashion designer. She's now a wellness coach. She has her own private practice. She's going to be starting a podcast series soon. So we're going to be looking for that as well. And let's, maybe you can just give us a little background on how you started. What, what caused you to be a wellness coach? How did that come about from a fashion designer? It's interesting how life just cycles back. I mean, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a doctor. Oh, wow. uh, and, but back then the counselors would say, Oh no, you mean a nurse? I said, no, no, no I, I want to be a doctor. Oh honey, you don't have the grade point average. And so, <laughs> um, when I was, when I was, I was working two jobs to, to put myself through college. And one of the jobs was in a retail store and I ended up really loving it. And there was a gal there, one of the assistant managers was going to uh, a college to get her degree as a fashion designer. And I had no idea that you, there was such a thing. And so I was having so much fun doing that. I was like, I think I'm going to go do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I did. So I became a fashion designer and I did that for about 23 years. Um, and uh, the interesting thing with that is that I have always preferred to be I call it the veil of invisibility. I never wanted my name on a label. I was much more comfortable just doing what I love to do behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so one of, the, uh, one of my um, sources had nominated me for an award. 
and it was called the Tommy Awards. And if anybody's listening that's familiar with the with the rag trade, as we called it, <laughs> it's it's um, it's an award given to uh, given to somebody for the best translation of a print into a garment. Okay. And so I was up against all of these well-known names and just enjoying the time. I had no idea. And then when they called my name, I swear to you, Julie, I thought I would either vomit or pass out. And I had to go up on stage and stand in front of a crowd of like 300 people. I was like, oh my gosh, no, 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 that's not what I wanted. Um, and so there, it was really fun. It was a great experience. I got to travel the world. I, I got to do a lot of wonderful, wonderful things and really access my creativity. Um, I became a wellness coach really as a means of needing to get as smart as I could when I was diagnosed with primary progressive multiple sclerosis. And I was diagnosed just a few months before marrying the love of my life. And I was absolutely shocked. I could rationalize everything the doctors were saying. Um, I was an athlete, I was a martial artist, I was a runner, and I had, was having optic neuritis, so I was losing my vision in my right eye. And that's how I was initially diagnosed. And I was horrified. Mm -hmm. And the only way that I could get through the fear was to get as smart as I could about what was happening. And that just was the gateway of going into health and wellness. Did you have any idea that you had MS before? Did you have any other symptoms throughout like the 23 years that you were doing your fashion design? Did you have any inkling? No. No, no. I didn't even know what MS was. I thought he meant muscular dystrophy because I'd never heard of multiple sclerosis. Yeah. I had no idea. It wasn't, this was long before anybody uh, famous had declared that they had MS. So there wasn't really a lot of money and research into it at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, so no, I had no idea. I could rationalize. Uh, I had just started running again and the tingling in my feet, I figured I didn't have the right running shoes. Um, I had uh, tingling sensations in my arm and I figured it was just an incorrect yoga pose. Uh, I could even rationalize the, the loss of vision. Wow. So I, Everything that they that they were telling me was symptomatic of of MS. I could rationalize. So the diagnosis that they gave you was what that you would be. I would be in a wheelchair and blind within ten years. Wow, that's pretty devastating to to have somebody tell you, especially. I yeah yeah. I literally I literally felt my whole world fall apart. I just felt, I literally, I, I sat in my car and just had a breakdown. I, yeah. I just was pounding my steering wheel and yelling at God. Yeah. Just why, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. How can this be? Uh, and then the only way I realized that the only way when, when I calmed down, <laughs> I realized that the only way that I could get through the fear was to get as smart as I could about what was happening in my body. So I, I launched into the 911 internet mm -hmm. um, because there really wasn't a lot of studies on it. 
And I researched everything. I researched nutrition. I researched mindset. I, I researched any studies at all that I could find dating back to the 1930s and 40s. Wow. And in all arenas. Uh, and that was the only way that I could calm the fear. So all of the research that you did transitioned you into being a wellness coach, but tell us a little bit about how you healed yourself because you have such a transformation there from what the doctors said that you would be in a wheelchair and blind to where you are now. You're looking at me and you're talking with me and fully functioning and smiling. <laughs> yeah. Life is awesome. And I can stand. I'm not in a wheelchair. See? That's awesome. <laughs> so how did, how did that happen? Cause that's pretty amazing. I, well, I have to say that initially I was told that I had to stop all forms of my exercise because that would exacerbate my condition. And I did. And so I went from being a real active athlete to doing nothing other than just walking my dogs. And within four months, I started manifesting everything they said would happen. I literally, my office um, in the fashion industry was literally a seven and a half mile drive home. And there were times that I'd have to pull off to the side of the road because I was falling asleep behind the wheel. I was running a division for a Fortune 500 company, and I had to start recording with a tape recorder. I remember those days. We didn't have cell phones. <laughs> we didn't have cell phones. Yeah, I remember. So I had to start using. I used to. I had to start recording conversations because I couldn't recall meetings from 20 minutes earlier. Wow. And the fatigue was debilitating. I started um, losing mobility in my right leg. I must have fallen. Oh my gosh, I lost count so many times. I'd sprained my ankles, broke two of my toes, and it just everything they told me would happen was, was happening. And it wasn't until I have a very dear friend who is a brilliant, brilliant woman. Um, she, was a, um, she had actually walked out of her practicals in a board exam to become a medical doctor because she didn't want to be handing out pharmaceuticals. Mm. And she is a spiritual psychologist and she's a doctor of oriental medicine. And she was treating me um, with Chinese medicine one day and I was having a major pity party on her table because it was just a couple of months before I was to get married. I actually, uh, I actually released my fiance from all obligation. Wow. Married because I thought this is not what you signed up for. Wow. And wow. he very gratefully denied. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Um, and so I was having a pity party when she was treating me, and she basically gave me the most harsh yet loving verbal slap I've ever experienced. And basically said to me, let me tell you something, my friend. Statistics are based on a quarter of the 7 billion people on this planet. And for MS, it's even less than that. So you have a choice. You can either choose to heal or you can choose to be a statistic. It's your choice. Wow. And honestly, Julie, nobody had ever said that to me before. I had, I had no idea I had a choice. No, I don't think many people do think that they have a choice. When you go to the doctor, they give you, you're going to them because they're the expert and right. they give you some sort of diagnosis. And then most of us just take it hook, line and sinker. And I think that's why so many people are waking up to the fact that there are options out there and a lot of this 
um, as we were talking, people think a lot of this is woo woo, but now this is being backed by science, which is super cool. So uh, I believe that you can heal some, if not all of what you've gone through. Um, You're not the only person I've spoken with that's been able to heal themselves. And I think that's amazing. And now do you help other people actually heal themselves? How do you help them? I, well, I ended up closing my business in the, in the apparel industry. And um, I started going back to the gym and I started with Pilates. Mm-hmm. And then I had a couple of friends that opened up their own business. They were both athletes and they opened up their own gym and they said, why don't you just get certified? You're here all the time. So I did. And I started that. I started doing everything I could to understand the mind body connection. Uh, nobody was talking about brain plasticity back then. Uh, essentially the belief was that once there's damage to the neurons in your brain, sorry, honey, that's it. That's what I thought. That's what I heard too. That it was, that's, there's nothing we can do. Exactly. Exactly. And so I started studying movement of anatomy. I started studying nutrition. Uh, We researched everything online and most of the information we found was really dating back to the 1940s. Wow. of, of, Of studies they had done and how your brain absolutely has the ability to heal. And, and reconfigure to promote healing. I mean, if you think about it, I get, I get so excited about this. Like I, my, my hands are waving all over the place. <laughs> so if you think about it, this body, this, this place where our soul lives has more neurons than there are people on the planet. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are made up of trillions. And I discovered a way to explain that to people just watching my nephews and nieces play with their... Um, what, what were the names of the uh, the little boxes that you would play games with, right? And um, videos and stuff. And I realized that, okay, so, so our brains are like an army of soldiers. If one soldier is wounded, that soldier is going to send out an SOS right. for the rest of the troops to come and help. Yeah. Those, that troop might be on the other side of the mountain. And so one SOS isn't going to do it. You have to do it repetitively, repetitively, repetitively. And I found that the same way with what I was doing. So I started doing more studies about my, the, the brain-body connection. I changed my nutrition plan. I, changed, I started doing exercises specifically to get my legs to start moving again so that I, I would not lose my balance and I would not fall. I was started to do brain exercises and, and challenge my memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, everything that we do, every single cell speaks to every single cell in our bodies. Wow. And so yeah, you've got a mind, body, spirit alignment. So yeah. you were doing exercises for your brain, exercises for your body. Yeah. And, how long before you saw any change from what, where you were kind of, kind of manifesting all of the right. things that they said would happen? How long was it before you started Maybe feeling different? Once I closed my business, because that just took a lot of stress off my plate right off the bat. Yep. Um, and I also, it was also mindset as well. I mean, I would meditate and I would visualize myself doing all the things that I used to be able to do. Yeah. I would actually feel it. Like I would think about the wind blowing in my face when I was on my bike or if I was on a good run 
I would think about um, my martial arts practice and how it felt uh, to my body and how great my body felt after I had my practice. I um, took up even more yoga. Mm -hmm. So I would just imagine and remember how it felt and your body has those memories. Yep. Yep. And the more you feed those memories, it's, it's energetically. I mean, we have what we call the reticular activating system. Mm -hmm. And the job of that part of your brain is to remember everything that you desire and give you more of it. And how does it do that by what you constantly repeat? Right, right. And so if I was constantly repeating, oh my gosh, I'm going to be in a wheelchair and blind. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be in a wheelchair and blind. Everything's going to start showing up. That's going to create more of that. Just like it did when, when I started manifesting everything. Yep. So I was, I was switching the head talk and I was switching what my heart. That's, my a, that's a huge, huge thing that I teach. And I totally agree with you. So mindset can either make you or break you. And mindset yes. is the difference between you reaching your goals, exceeding your expectations, or staying stuck, accepting what little crumbs you get. Right. And a lot of times it's, I was trying talking to my sister yesterday about this. A lot of times, especially for women, it's unconscious. They don't realize they have a ticker tape running through their brain every day saying things like, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. I'm never going to achieve what I want to achieve. Why bother? You're never going to lose that weight. You know, you're never going to get that job. I mean, who do you think you are? I mean, the things that we say to ourselves as women, I would never say to anybody. And then we expect to go out and do all these wonderful things in the world. Yeah. So talk a little bit about, if you would, the mindset shift that you had and how how did you start with little steps or did you actually go in with a plan of attack and think, okay, I see it and I'm not going to judge it. And now I'm going to shift it. I actually went in with a plan of attack because I'd had had a meditation practice and I often journaled. Mm -hmm. And shortly after my diagnosis, my journaling was angry and broken yep. and, and, feeling um incredible despair and i i still have all those journals and every once in a while i come across one and i look back i was like wow wow and then i started journaling about all the things that i love to do and what that did for me it really helped me appreciate all of the simple things in life yep that we all tend to take for granted yep and the not enoughness, not enoughness as of what? Of what? I, um, I wasn't intending to do what I do today. It's just that as I would say, as the universe would have it, I started meeting more and more people that were, and I was still in the fashion industry that, that would come to work with me. And uh, people would just start telling me these stories about their ailments. Wow. And how this is what the doctor said was going to happen. And this is what's going on. And, and I thought, oh my gosh. And I would just listen. And then I would ask them, well, have you tried this? Or what, what do you think about that? And it wasn't that I was already in my head that this is what I was going to do. Right. It, it just, this was a result of being proactive in my own healing process. Right. 
And then as I became even more proactive, there more and more people started coming into my life that had been diagnosed with, followed by a prognosis and not understanding what was happening. Right. Because so many of us uh, don't, right? Nobody expects right. To get a prognosis like that. And then you're like, okay, well, I don't know anything about this because I wasn't expecting it. So right. what do I do now? And then you start looking into it. Right. Wow. And as, as it turned out, I started out just, I became a personal trainer. I became a Pilates instructor. I became a yoga instructor. I just was doing, and a, and a certified nutritionist. I was doing everything and I was just getting certified just because I needed the knowledge. The more I knew, the more I wanted to know and the more my healing process was progressing. Right, right. And then when you got to the point, so did you actually heal yourself? I taught where today, where you are, not in a wheelchair, you've got your eyesight, you seem 100%. Did you actually heal yourself from and turn things around by doing all of those things and make yourself well? I did. But here's, here's the trick in that question. <laughs> there's a catch. <laughs> here's the catch. Here's, here's the catch. We are all a result of what we think. And we, we know that. Every, every spiritual leader, every, every, you know, most of the sages that we have ever known throughout life, always everybody says that. Buddha says that. Mother Teresa said it. Everybody knows that when they are at, at that higher elevation. Yes, and it's true. So did I heal myself? Yes. But have I regressed sometimes? Absolutely. Because life happens. Right. Right. And I have found that the number one cause, and this is actually statistically proven by science, the number one cause of most illnesses that we, are, that we know of Cancer that appears in people that there's no history of cancer in their family. Um, various autoimmune illnesses. There are between 80 to 100 different autoimmune diseases, and they all mimic each other. So how do we know that the doctor that we're going to is actually an expert in that area? Because an, a regular general practitioner cannot really diagnose you. No. And uh, so just knowing that and, and getting as smart as I could helped but have i had stress in my life absolutely right i mean we all have days Uh, we're humans yeah we're it's it's part of the cycle but when i've allowed myself to be sucked into that rabbit hole i start to feel my symptoms come back Mm, wow and that's like a little wake-up call for me right and so now i know that for me it shows up mostly as fatigue uh and when I start to feel that, I, I just say, okay, thank you. And, and I really, I just, I just thank myself for giving me that warning sign. Yeah. Because today, Julie, I haven't had an MRI in years. I'm, I'm actually going to go and do that soon, just out of <laughs> curiosity. But uh, my last MRI, I had 31 lesions in my brain and one in my cervical spine. So by all intents and purposes, if I not had been recruiting other neurons to do the job of the damaged neurons in my brain, yeah, I would probably be in a wheelchair and blind. Um, wow. And when I feel my body, I become, uh, my mind, body, soul, my mind, body, spirit have just become one connected source. And I'm fortunate that I, 
become very aware almost immediately Yeah. when I'm spinning down that rabbit hole. Yeah, that's important. But, uh, you know, life happens. You know, you lose people in your life. There's, you know, you have accidents or you get stressed out or you, you, get, you get really sick with the not enoughness hat. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Who's <laughs> like, gonna listen to me? Right? You know, we we and and as women we tend to multitask and we tend to take care of everybody else. Yeah, we do. And we put ourselves and, last, which is not yeah. good. Yeah. Not good. And so, every everyone I talk to says this, and I yeah. truly believe that you accepted the challenge to come back to Earth to do this yes. and have this journey so that you could help other people. Because if you had not experienced this, then how could you help someone else? But you could, but to really walk in someone else's shoes is different than helping them without that aspect of it. So in other words, um, I can help people that have are empathic or intuitive or been injured, especially with back injuries, because I've had one for so long. So I completely believe that this happened for a reason. And the greater reason is that you've come through it. You've had a huge transformation and now you help other people. And what we were, we were talking a little bit before I started recording and I'd like to kind of get your thoughts on this and go back to it because the listeners didn't hear this. And I think it would be helpful for them is the whole mind, body and spirit alignment. It's so important. You can't have, everything's connected, right? Think of it as a circle. That's the way I think of it. So you can't just look at one quadrant of your life and keep it separate. So you could be doing really great in the arena of, um, let's just say, um, your, your work, but your family life, your spiritual life, your physical life is all connected to that. So how, how can we connect those dots better and, and not separate it because I feel like when it's separate, it's not separate and people think they can fix just that one thing, but that's not really how it works. Is it? It's not how it works because in all honesty, if, so let's say that outside of, let's say that family life is, is really chaotic for some people, or it could be your work life can be really chaotic. It's as chaotic as you're allowing it to be psychologically. The more you tell yourself that your, your job is stressing you out or the more you tell yourself that I don't know how to deal with my family, I don't know how to deal with my kids or my husband or whatever it is. And you are already anticipating that it's difficult. You have that little the area of your reticular activating system in, in, in the base of your, of your brain that is just going to start giving you more of that. Right. Because it's going to start, you're subconsciously going to be looking for more of that because that's what you're constantly telling yourself. Right. So I really um, challenge my clients to write down when they're feeling something that's real, uh, that is very challenging for them. Okay. And just have that conversation with yourself. If you were talking to a child, you were talking to your inner child, how would you speak to your inner child? Mm -hmm. Really gently. And just ask yourself the question, what is this really all about? Because most of the time, it's based on fear. Mm -hmm. Fear and a scarcity 
mentality, which I struggled with for years. And I feel as though a lot of people do struggle with that, which comes from being programmed from a lot, a lot of times from your parents or from outside sources, as in uh, there's, there's never enough, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. And I'm talking right. specifically about money blocks, but all yeah. that translates to I'm not enough and, and there'll never be enough for me. And no matter how hard I work, I'm never going to get seen. And even when I do get seen, sometimes I get passed over or as you said, you were happy kind of being in the background. Yeah. And, and that comes from, it's not safe to be seen. There's so much of that unconsciousness going on that we don't even realize is happening. But I feel the base of that is a lot of scarcity. There's, there's never enough. And scarcity comes from fear. Right. Fear is what creates scarcity in our, in our head, the not enoughness. And, and I feel like we're singing to like this choir of millions right now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do too. <laughs> because fear is, is, is the root. And, and where does fear come from? And there are so many different acronyms for fear because it is such a huge part of everybody's life. And I used to, say, I used to hear that fear meant false evidence appearing real. And it was like, well, there's nothing false about being in a wheelchair. What right. are you talking about? Right. Uh, people would, would hear that and it's like, there's nothing false about what's going on in my life right now. And I, and I, I love acronyms. So I, I really started working with it. And I know that there's other acronyms that are similar, but what I feel that fear is, fear is face, embrace, and rise. That's what it means to me. Oh, I like that one. I never heard that. You know, face everything and run. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Face everything and rise. For me, it's face, embrace, and rise. Because every time that there is a challenge in our lives, and there are going to be challenges, because this is earth school. Right. This is earth school. And so that is what makes us who we are today, is that history of all the crap and all the good stuff that's happened in our lives, right? That we've experienced. So face, embrace, and rise to me just really means it. What is really going on? Yeah. If you really sit in in quietude about, let's say money, because money is a big thing for everybody. Money is energy. Yep. Money doesn't mean anything unless we use it. It has no meaning except the meaning that we give it. Right. I mean, you know, the exchange used to be cows. I don't have cows on my property that I can take. <laughs> and, then it, and then it became coins, and coins were very heavy to travel with. Yep. So money is paper. Money is a vibrational energy. And when you look at it that way, you can understand that if you have this fear of not enoughness, whether it's I'm not smart enough or I'm not pretty enough or I don't have enough money, change your, your, your self-talk about it. I am smart enough. Mm-hmm. Nobody else knows what I know because I have a different perspective on it than you have, than our listeners have. There is something that I have to offer that maybe there's millions of people that are offering the same thing, but there's only one me. Right. And that one me is going to be who that, who my people connect with. Right. 
And we have these experiences because we're meant to share it forward. Right. We're meant to rise and thrive beyond it. Right. So the not enoughness can either, that's fear. And and fear can either bring you to your knees and become your prison. Or it can be the very thing that catapults you. That's right. I don't think so. It can propel you forward. Absolutely. Change everything. Absolutely. And so with money, the more you, you fall into the, I don't have enough, or money doesn't grow on trees, or I'm not smart enough to make that kind of money, you're creating that energy. Yeah. And energy can neither be created nor destroyed, right? It is universal. It right. is, this is a flow. There's an energy between us, even though we're talking via technology. Right. I can still feel you. Yep. And I can feel you too. Yep. So, and, and our listeners can feel the same thing. And if they can't, then they turn off the channel. That's okay. Right. I'm not going to be, neither of us is, is, is meant to serve every single person. But even if we're not to, to serve that particular person, that person will walk away with something, whether they realize it or not. Right. Right. And so money and the not enoughness and the not pretty enough or not smart enough. Oh my gosh, those were like my mantras growing up my whole life. Yeah. And and so what happened? It made me want to prove that I was good enough. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. that I was pretty enough. That's all a matter of perspective. Right. So everything that you feel all that fear and the not enoughness and whatever that is, that's all starting from in here Mm -hmm. because when, when we're born, we are born of pure love and curiosity and innocence and just, this is like a whole brand new thing. Right. Yeah. And children are just, I love being around babies and children where they're discovering all of these senses and by the time we're, I think it's said that by the time we're seven years old, we've already accumulated what, what our entire belief systems are going to be wow. because we inherit our parents' experiences, their grandparents, their parents and grandparents, and then teachers and society. Yep. You know, most women feel they're not pretty enough because most of the women on camera yeah. uh, is, is what we're comparing to. And that's an image that's being pro- projected um by actresses and models and whatever whoever we see that is famous but i've met many of them and without makeup they're just (laughs) just like you and me honey (laughs) you know so it's really a matter of perspective and so change your perspective your perspective and you change your life i mean change your perspective but also the other important thing is that um it's like a muscle you have to continually work on yourself and continually. And I always say that this is, this is my uh, tidbit that I tell everybody is that I used to be so negative and the glass is half empty instead of half full. And I'd get up in the morning and the first thing would be, I'm so tired. I didn't get enough sleep last night. I don't want to go to work. I hate my job. So by the time I got to the shower, it was, I mean, it's amazing. I even got through the day, let alone 
you know, because of all the negative. Now I get up and every morning, even if I'm tired and I feel all those things, I still say, it's going to be an amazing day today. I can't wait to see what happens today. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know something great is going to happen. And yes, you will still feel that little bit of pushback, like this is dumb and really, but you know what? You keep on doing it and doing it and doing it. And after a few minutes, you start to believe it and then things start to change, but you need to do it every day. Mindset is mindset tips and tricks and hacks are, and really changing your perspective is not a one and done type of thing. You really need to still, I'm sure you still have your rituals and your mantras and you still work on your mindset like you work on your body. It's like, it's never going to be perfect where you're going to say, okay, I'm done now. I'm all set. Right? No, it's, and it's everything. It's every day. Every right. minute of every day, and especially when you're not feeling 100%, especially when you are in, when, when you're in what I call the valley, yeah. and you're, you're really deep into that valley, and you're looking up at the, at, at, at the climb out of that valley, and it was like impossible. Yeah. So I teach my clients the same thing that I do every day, because there were times in my life when all I could be grateful for was a hot shower at day's end. Yeah. Because I was so at the bottom of the barrel. And that's okay. So, yes, because it's the little things that grow and accumulate. So sometimes it's like, thank you for the roof over my head. Right. Thank you for a hot shot. Thank you for that. Me- thank you that I have a meal. Mm-hmm. Thank you for my friends and family. Thank you for my fur babies. Yeah. Thank you. For, you know, I've, I've done a lot of work with homeless people. And... I've learned so much from them because these are people that really what they have is the clothes on their back. Right. They don't know where their next meal is going to come from. Yeah. And I can sit with them and they'll look at me and say, I'm really happy to be here right now with you. Mm. I'm really grateful or I'll buy them something to eat. Thank you so much. And I'll sit with them and ask them their story and just listen to them. Mm-hmm. because your woe is me is somebody else's lottery ticket. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's so many people and I know everyone knows that there's, there's people that don't have, um, you know, food and there, everyone knows that in their mind, but I do the same thing. I try to keep it really simple mm-hmm. and I'm, I am super glad that I have a house. I am super glad that I have food on the table and I'm always thankful because what I've learned is, and, and I'm still working, I'm still a work in progress. I'm still trying to remember this, but you have to be happy where you are now because if you're not, you're not going to be happy when you get that new BMW, when you get that Lamborghini, when you make $300,000 a year. And we always think that or whatever the number is, that magical number, when we get there, we're going to be happy. It's kind of like, Women always do this. They, they don't buy the clothes because they're going to lose 10 pounds. I don't want to buy anything now. I got to wait. And then you think, well, what the hell? I mean, I'm living now, right? We should live in every moment and be 100% present. And that's always about mindfulness. So be grateful and happy for what you have now. Because if you're not, you're not, you're not going to be happy when you get more because it's a mindset. And that's, I think, the biggest trick and the biggest one of the biggest lessons that a lot of us need to learn. You've got to be happy with what you've got now, no matter how little or big it is. Exactly. And, and that's, that's what we're saying. It's like our, 
our fear of or our lack or what we don't have or what we have, even if, it, if we don't feel that there's that we have very much, it's still going to be somebody else's winning lottery ticket. Right. It, there, there's, there's always going to be that um, perspective. And so what I do with my clients many times is I, I help them start to just change the, the self-talk. You know, money comes to me in expected and unexpected ways. Right. I am worthy of. You can't appreciate the things that you're asking for if you can't appreciate something about where you are right now. Right. right. And that's really where the mindset comes in. Right. Because if, if I'm talking to a homeless person and they're grateful for just having a conversation with somebody yeah. out in the street. Right. Or they're grateful for someone's act of kindness. Right. And I'm worried about something ridiculous. It was just right. it was like, what? It, it's really a matter of perspective and it's really a matter of mindset. There, we, I don't think that there is a single person on this planet, they can't find one thing to be happy about, to be grateful for. Right. And I think the good news yeah. is that you can change, you have the power to change that yourself. Exactly. You have the power to assign your perspective, whether you want it to be positive or negative, to you all your circumstances. And you Absolutely. can decide, and that's, that's a really cool thing to know because I think a lot of times people think that life happens to us, but we don't believe that. We create what happens to us by putting out that vibrational energy. And then once right. you're at that, then the good stuff comes right. to you because you've changed. You're at that new waterline and you're happy where you are with what you have. I think the work that you're doing is fascinating. I know you've had some serious transformations. I'm so honored that you share this with me and share this with the listeners. And I'm so happy that you're, you're healed and you're not in a wheelchair and you're able to do <laughs> things, which is cool. So um, what do you have? What do you have coming up that the listeners could? First of all, where can they reach you? And I'm going to put all the links down for everybody. Okay. Where can okay. they reach you? They can reach me at soniatrejo.com. Okay, my name and .com. I actually have a free virtual workshop on my website, and it is thriving beyond MS and other chronic illnesses. Okay. And I also have a book coming out titled Thriving Beyond Your Diagnosis. And I have to say this, your is in bold and caps. Yes. Because based, <laughs> and, and I'm sure, you know, just based on our conversation today, we are the only species that walks around this planet self-diagnosing. Yes. We don't even realize it. Yep. When we wake up every day or we're saying, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed out. Or it's flu season. It was like, oh, I, I think I, I hope I don't get the flu. Guess what? <laughs> you do that. I don't know any other species. I mean, my my I've I've had I've had dogs for years, but even when I'm out hiking or or out camping in the wilderness, it was like I don't think any animal ever gets up in the morning and says, "Damn it, I've got to go hunt today." And I don't. What if I don't catch anything? I don't think so. You know, I, I mean, stressed out. We don't do that. No, no. I mean, we they don't have breakdowns, and and I'm no. not diminishing that, but no, I'm just no, no. you know, and they they don't. We're the only ones and that stuff's just gotta stop. So that I wrote that book because of that. And because I realized that many times I self-diagnose, we all do. 
We yeah. all will do that. We, we have all gotten up and, and we've got a really busy day. It was like, oh my God, I'm so stressed out. Yeah. Or I'm feeling really tired or I'm tired or I can't sleep. Yep. Uh, you know, and if we change that mindset, if we just start changing that to just say, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this moment right now. Mm-hmm. I get to share it with you. I think you're an incredible human being and I'm so, I'm so honored. And I'm so happy for this, this moment right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because it's the only moment that we have. Right. 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 So I, I wrote that book based on, um, based on my experiences and based on, on part of my journey and also the journey of many of my clients that have become very dear friends mm. and people who could not walk. I've seen people go from wheelchair to walker to cane. Wow. And that's never short of a miracle. But I didn't do that. They did. Wow. I've had clients change their, their, their talk from this is too hard to this is challenging, but I can do it. Right, right. So energy is energy. It right. doesn't make a difference between good or bad. It just folds back on itself. Right. And I, I also, I think I sent you the PDF. And, and for anybody listening today, um, if they, they, they can go on to... Um, they can send me an email or just say soniatrejo.com and say, what if your doctor's wrong? And I have it on PDF. Now it's, it was on, it's on, it'll be on my Facebook page later and you can just click on it as well. Okay. Um, but uh, just send me an email and just say, what if your doctor's wrong? And I'll send you the PDF. And I wrote that as uh, a patient advocate and really just, my goal was to help people understand how when they go to a doctor's office to empower them to know more before they go in to see the doctor to ask the questions Mm -hmm. don't just walk away thinking that what the doctor said is written in stone right you know it's it's it and i'm not diminishing doctors and i need to say that and be very clear about it because doctors are so siloed today by pharmaceuticals and insurance companies that they now only have like a 10 to 15 minute window to listen to what's going on with your body and give you a guesstimate yep. as to what that is. Uh, so you're getting a diagnosis followed by a prognosis and you walk away thinking that you're going to die like I did. Uh, so this is really more about giving you statistics and giving you real valid information mm-hmm. and helping people empower themselves. And our- their own. And aren't there, don't you think that, I mean, I feel like so many people are waking up right now on the planet. Everyone's talked about this for the last year, maybe two, but I do feel that right now we're kind of going into a pivotal point where everyone, and it doesn't, you don't have to be woo woo. You don't have to be spiritual. Everyone is saying, you know, there's something more here. We need to kind of look at this again because, um, I don't know, what is it? 94% of the people are unhappy in their jobs. Everyone is stressed out. Everyone's unhappy. The, the world seems to be in chaos, let alone people in chaos. So I do feel that this is the perfect time for them to really read what you've written, you know, hook up with you and talk with you about your transformation, which we've done a little bit here, but also about how you can help them make their own transformation. Because that's what really what Sonia does. She helps people transform. And that's 
That's why I wanted you on my show. And I'm so honored that you could be here today because you've transformed so much and I'm, I'm so proud of you. And as I said before, you can help other people. You have helped other people and you can help even more people. So I just, I just want everyone to reach out to you and go on your website and she's going to be doing a podcast soon. I am. I am. <laughs> when and you- that's been a challenge. That's been a challenge because I mentioned earlier, it was like, I've, I've spent most of my life being very, very comfortable behind the veil. I call it the veil of invisibility. <laughs> right. And so now it's just like, oh, okay, I think I've, I think I lit a match to it. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'll be doing a podcast soon. Awesome. So is that gonna come is that gonna be this year? That's gonna going to be in the next month. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, so um I will I'll keep posting and in the interim and I'll post it on my website and I'll post it on Facebook and, and I'll be out there. Awesome. Uh, but anybody can reach me, just go to soniatrejo.com, send me a quick email. Um, awesome. She's and open. I, if, if you, yeah. Open to helping. I'm open. I'm, I'm open. I am open to being in, of assistance in any way that I can, because I feel that we really are all more alike than not. I agree. And yeah. there is so much chaos going on in the world, but there are always blessings within the chaos. Yeah. Yeah. I think we just have to kind of look beyond what is the obvious. And it's just, you know, my mantra this year is I help you, you help me, we help them. Everybody. Yes. It's all about helping each other helping each other heal, sharing your knowledge, sharing, sharing what you've learned. And, and I just feel like there are going to be so many amazing truths to hit some people uh, through this interview that we've had, because I, and I just am confident that's going to happen because we just had a kind of a matched energy. So I'm so thankful. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. So everybody, thank you. Thank you, Sonia, for being here today. And Thank I'm going to have all her links. So she's got Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. She's everywhere. And the email to reach you. Um, and I'll have all the, the links so everybody can just yeah. click on the link and get to you. So thank, thank you. you so much. And Sonia. anybody can just reach out and ask me any questions they'd like. <laughs> I love having conversations. Thank, thank you so you. much, Julie. Thank you were awesome. You. I just Sonia. love you. I feel like I've known you my whole life. I so do too. thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Sonia. Thank, thank you. Take Bye. care. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha